<clears throat> we gather under one name, the mighty name of Jesus. We worship you, Lord, and we give you all the glory. We thank you and we remember what you've done at the cross that allows us to have the full victory. For you triumphed over Satan publicly by the cross. And we declare today in this room, over every head here in this place, that we are triumphal by the blood of your cross. And we seek refuge in your blood. I thank you, Lord, for the word concerning us today, that it produces a good crop and allows everyone to overcome. I pray for your spirit of grace to grace every person here with an overcoming spirit, that they may rule over their flesh and they may conquer every obstacle in their life. We love you, Lord, and you're the reason why we gather. I pray you encourage, build and edify your people and allow us to soar on eagles' wings where we are seated in heavenly places at the right hand of God, so are we. We thank you, Jesus. To you belongs the glory. We love you, Lord. And thank you for all that you have done for us, both seen and unseen. We love you and we worship you. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here as you always are. I pray that you undo every knot of the enemy, undo every knot of our sinful nature, so that we can be free. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, is freedom. And we seek your freedom, your refuge, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How are we all today? Amen. Who's ready for today? <laughs> it was a long time coming. I've never preached about this topic, but a very common one. Now, not, not to say just the youth, but everyone. And the Holy Spirit um, has shined light. Uh, that he, he wants me to share and um, speak about what's really not spoken about um, amongst the body of Christ. P uh, whether people are afraid or whether people are ashamed or whether people are hidden about it, uh, today it's not going to be hidden. So we're going to speak about some deep things regarding lust. So prepare your hearts and thank God for what he's doing. Amen? Amen. Well. For the people here, uh, this scripture come to me when I was worshipping. For the people here, 
uh, that have struggled with it or have gone through it. I want to give you some encouragement. Okay? If we can go, it's not on the notes, um, AJ or Becky. If we can go quickly to First Peter chapter 5, verse 8 to verse 11. If we can quickly just go there before I start, I want to I wanna give you some encouragement. Okay, this blessed me. This blessed me personally to know that the things that I went through in the present, let me just read the scripture. Because it links up with what I'm preaching today. So let's read it. It says here, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Now, lust is, lust is an easy tool of the enemy. It is. Because it disguises itself as love. The Holy Spirit started to shine light about this regarding me. Um, about wanting to teach me about the difference between love and the difference between lust. And you know, so many marriages are formed by lust, not by love. And we're going to hit some sensitive areas, but it's the truth. Many relationships are birthed by lust and not love. And love is the love of God, meaning. Where lust is like a physical attraction. But we're going to go one step deeper and we're going to uh, surface so many things. So if it's sensitive to you, it was sensitive to me as well. I'm going to share some deep things about what the Holy Spirit done in my life regarding this because I did go through it and I'm not ashamed to speak about it because this is part of our old nature. So look at this here. For all the people that are trapped in lust or for all the people that have, I won't say learned to live with it, for so many people that are being plagued by it. I want to give you some encouragement. It says here, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of grace who called us into his eternal glory, after you have suffered a while, This suffering will only last a little while. As God begins to strengthen you, God begins to form his foundation in you, this is not meant to be something that you accept and you live with. It says after you've suffered a little while. Meaning the war would begin for you to hate the stain of lust, which is very common. And I'm going to speak about so many things today. So open your hearts. We do a good job as, as, as human beings to cover our shame or to hide the things that are, we have been plagued with today. Open your heart. Okay? So it says here, after you have suffered a little while, perfect you, establish you, strengthen you, and settle you. And God will do that. So you can have hope. Because 
he will complete it if you're persistent. So, well, I'm going to dig some deep things that I haven't spoken about. Probably t to anyone other than my wife. I'm going to speak about some deep things. Hmm. You ready? I started, watching a, I started watching porn at the age of 11 years old. And um, I also started masturbating when I was 11, 11 years old. And when I come to Christ, I want to show you what the Holy Spirit actually done. When I came to Christ, uh, roughly close to 10 years now, the Holy Spirit took me in a dream to the incident where it all began. Work that one out. Thousands of days watching porn, masturbating, the Holy Spirit took me to the incident where it first entered. You know why? Because I said to the Lord, cleanse me. I don't want to be this person anymore. And he took me to the incident where, where the Holy Spirit, in my dream, reversed it. And there was many, many other things also that he reversed from my life, as in he reversed the curse that I allowed to come into my heart. He took me to the place, I was 11 years old, in a park one day with someone else. And he took me to the day when it began. When I entered, when I allowed, whether it be a demon or lust, or when, whether I allowed that curse to come into my life. And in the dream, I was seeking God's compassion and God's mercy for Him to release me from that time where it first began that plagued me from the age of 11 to the age of 25 years old. And it's a beautiful thing to know that the Holy Spirit knows everything about me and he's able to take me back to reverse and disconnect me from every curse that I allowed into my heart. If I was to say I did cooperate with him, I did, but he's the one that disconnects you. And he took me back to the time where it all happened. Now I like to share because it is what it is. That's who I was before Christ. But just the fact that he took me back to the first incident where it all began, he shows me that he is interested in closing doors. He is interested in dealing with the root. And I prayed uh, um, well, while I was in the presence of God last week, the Holy Spirit said, you must speak about it. Never spoken about it. Um, lust. In a way that I am today. Something I share with you also. Sometimes it's all you know. Where you were brought up in rejection, or you were brought up um, uh, feeling separated from your family, or you were brought up a nobody, and lust has become like a friend to you. 
it's all you know how to get something or to feel something. It doesn't start in evil how it sounds. Sometimes people are broken and, and, and lust has, in a way, allowed them to forget about their brokenness or allowed them to uh, fulfill a, 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 a void of deception. So it's not always like that. But I'm sharing with you that m m many people, that's all they know, that to give their body or to get a pleasure for their body because of feeling rejected or feeling broken or feeling insufficient. And I'm just going to see which way I go, but I just wanted to put it out there. Now, I'd like to say this before I start my message. How does the spirit of lust start? Now, this may not be for you, it may be for you. But this is th there are two things that I came up with here regarding men and regarding women. Now, let's pay attention. Have you invited a spirit of lust into your life? For the, for the men, lust is my thrill and I enjoy it. I'm just using a phrase. For the women, it's a bit different. This is how lust begins for a woman. I like being seen as sexy. It gives me power. I really believe these are the two common denominators of how lust enters a person's heart or how the spirit of lust attaches himself to your heart. i read it out again. Lust is my thrill and I enjoy it. Or, I like, for a woman, I like being seen as sexy, it gives me power. Now, I'm just throwing it out there. Don't stone me today. Just throwing it out there. Now, let me keep reading. Lust is the master manipulator. A lot of people who have formed a spirit of manipulation has come from lust. We agree with that, yeah? You should agree with everything. But <coughs> lust is the master manipulator, meaning lust creates a rush of adrenaline that can lure you into illicit meaning, unlawful sexual acts, or hide behind closed doors watching porn. Read it out again. Now, why the Holy Spirit allowed me to preach about this is to free you. Okay? He is aware that it's very common in the churches. He is aware. So lust creates a rush of adrenaline that can lure you into illicit meaning unlawful sexual acts or hide behind closed doors watching porn. It drives you to do things that you regret later but have no control over at, this, at the same time. Now, before I start, I'd like to share the difference between temptation and the difference between sin. Okay, because they're two different things. 
We go to Hebrews 4.15. So here he's talking about Jesus, that he was tested in every way, yet he did not sin. So, so let's read it here. It says in Hebrews 4.15, we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize and understand our weakness and temptations, but one who has been tempted, knowing exactly how it feels to be human in every aspect as we are, yet without committing any sin. So temptation is not a sin. It's very important for you to be tempted. It's not a sin, but I'm going to share if you believe you have lust operating in your life. Let me keep going. Let's go to 1 Corinthians quickly. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. <coughs> God wants you to understand that you can overcome fully. You can fully be disconnected from the spirit of lust and lust on a daily basis. You can. While, while I was in that rut, or while I was in that battle, or that tug of war, however, however way you view it, I knew that by reading the scripture, I can overcome. So let's read it here. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. It says, No temptation, regardless of its source, has overtaken or enticed you, that is not common to human experience. Nor is any temptation unusual or beyond human resistance. But God is faithful to his word. He is compassionate and trustworthy. And he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability to resist. But along with temptation, he has in the past and is now and will always provide a way out as well. So that you will be able to endure it without yielding and will overcome temptation with the joy. He will offer you a way out. Where you can fully be free from this. I just wanted to share that one with you. Because... By forming a habit where, like for all those years that I fed myself on it, it became part of my habit, it became part of my lifestyle, that that's all I know, that's all I, that's all I know, I don't know any better. It's become part of my personality, my character, and my habit. And when I came to Christ, it was very different. And I like to bless you by telling you the Holy Spirit took me when I came to Christ, took me to the event where it all began. Isn't it interesting that God takes you to the root of the problem? Have you actually asked him? I asked him. Sever that cord and remove those strong roots that has plagued me from my old nature. I asked him. Because what does the Bible say? that Jesus transferred us from the kingdom of darkness 
into the kingdom of his son that he loves. Jesus transferred us. You know what it means to be transferred? It means that he doesn't see you in that kingdom anymore. That kingdom where you're easy prey for the enemy. Jesus doesn't see you there anymore. But guess what? You have your old nature to deal with. <laughs> that never want to do the things of Christ. They're always in opposition. You have your old nature to deal with. So my reliance upon the Holy Spirit. There is, there is something that I'd like to share also. The Bible says that when you walk by the Spirit, you won't desire your flesh. Or you won't gratify the desires of your flesh. The greatest danger that I can also share is that, okay, I'm not going to watch that. I'm not going to participate like this, but I'm not going to indulge myself in the Holy Spirit. That's the danger. Probably, probably, probably the healthiest thing about how I actually overcame it is I focused on building myself up in the Holy Spirit. Naturally, that desire ceased. Does that make sense? So let's say in your mind you say, I'm not going to watch. You turn on TV the next day and your mind and your eyes start to go there. What I've done was a bit different. I got to know the Holy Spirit, build myself up in the Holy Spirit, naturally that desire begins to cease. That's the difference. The danger is, I'm not going to watch that, and you're not very active in the Holy Spirit, naturally your flesh will go back there. Does that make sense? Very important. In saying that, I was, I was scared to watch TV in the beginning of my journey, and I don't watch TV now, if you're thinking in your mind. I was scared to watch TV, I was scared to get on my computer because I was vulnerable, because I was weak, and the flesh is weak, if you let it. So I was scared to watch TV, I was scared to watch movies. I'd done my part, though I was feeding myself with the Holy Spirit and building myself up, I'd done my part to <coughs> shut that door. And it's ongoing also, just to tell you that. Your flesh always finds a way to poke its head up again through the old nature. It's an ongoing battle. But let me tell you something. When you walk by the Spirit, those desires will not be there anymore. You will live, you will live in a realm by the Spirit where you will not seek or even think about it just to teach you today. So before, when I was common with it, and, and it was like a habit, uh, porn, masturbation, whatever it was, when I came to Christ, it ceased. It's, it ceased. But I'll tell you something. I put boundaries in my life. I put boundaries. And, and, and the Bible says to flee from sexual immorality, like to run away from it. And it was interesting, I was that scared of myself in the beginning that I didn't even want to think about it. I was scared of my own shadow. 
And once um, I just got saved in the Lord, I have to share this with you. And I, you see, Satan, he's so crafty. And I have to share this with you. And, and this is not to look down on any woman, but I have to share this with you. Because <laughs> Satan, he's, he's called the ancient dragon. He's the ancient serpent. He, he attacks you with things of the old. And I have to share this with you. I just came to Christ and the Holy Spirit was overflowing and burning inside of me. And this girl come up to me, the presence of God. I just had those mighty encounters with the Lord. And don't ask me, is it a coincidence? It's not a coincidence. Now I know clearly where it comes from. Um, the girl said, can I talk to you alone? And I said, yeah. I was just like naive. And she said, um, I've I, I got to confess something to you. She goes, um, like, I have a problem with sex toys and all this stuff. And I, and I looked at it like that. <laughs> I said, so, sorry, i just got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> One sec. I went to the bathroom. I exited another way, got in my car and ran home. <laughs> I was that scared of myself to even think in my mind what that girl was trying to do. I ran the other way. I ran the other way so she doesn't see me. I jumped in my car and went home. Honest, honest. And you know what was funny? I never saw her again. No, no, that's how you know it was a appointed time for the devil to. It was an appointed time. Because, because that spirit of lust, I really believe she comes after the strong men. Those who are strong in the sight of God. And I just started my journey. And there was a hundred girls there, she picked me. And she said, I have a problem with sex toys and I don't know what to do. And, and she was a very pretty woman. And I went to the bathroom, got the eggs, uh, literally. I was too scared to even cross her anymore. And that just goes to show you the boundaries that I wanted to build in my life. Because I didn't want my flesh to ever intertwine or go back to that place of closing those doors that the Holy Spirit closed. And it was interesting because there's so much I can speak about this, but it was very interesting. My greatest weakness that Satan saw to entangle me again. Okay. So there's a difference between being tempted and given into sin. Um, let's quickly look at these three that I just like to quickly speak about. Adultery. This is all outside of marriage. Adultery is very similar to fornication. The distinction between fornication and adultery is that a single person can fornicate but it takes at least one of them being married for it to be adultery. 
Okay, so I'll read it out again. Adultery is very similar to fornication. The distinction between fornication and adultery is that a single person can fornicate, but it takes at least one of them being married for it to be adultery. Fornication. Fornication is between any two people that are not married to each other. Fornication is physical penetration. One person can lust, but it takes two to fornicate. Lust. Lust is an intense desire that makes plans to obtain the object of the lust. The word lust comes from the Strong's, whoever is following, 1939. The word is epathema. Epithoma. I think it's right. At least I'm having a go. <laughs> now, l- lust, I really believe lust is the door for fornication and adultery and many other things. Lust is the major problem that leads to many other entanglements, even manipulation. It's massive. How guys manipulate women t- to have sex with them because of <coughs> lust. And I'm not being, I'm not attacking men or women, I'm just putting it out there. And like I said, lust for a woman, it's different to a man. I just wanted to give you the analogies that I like being seen as sexy, it gives me power. Wow, interesting. So the word lust comes from the word epithema. It means to set the heart upon, to desire what is forbidden, to covet, to long for or to lust after. So meaning you day by day you have a longing, I need, it, I, I need to watch this, I need to do this. That's what it means. To crave. Okay. Now, which way I'm going to go? We'll go here. First Peter chapter 1, verse 13 to 15. So it says here, Therefore, gird up the loins. What are the loins? What are your loins? It's your sexual organs. It says to gird up your loins. So he's speaking about the very thing that I really believe it's lust. So to gird up, I'd just like to explain them word by word. To gird up, it's a metaphor that was used when starting a journey or engaging in a battle, binding their long flowing garments closely around the loins, and fasten them with a leather belt. So when they run for battle, they are secure. Are we understanding? So in the olden days, they used to wear like a, like a robe. And when they're getting ready for battle, if they, if they didn't wrap a belt around that area, their loins would be loose. 
and when they run for battle, it would get in the way of them running. I'm just putting it out there so you can understand this scripture. So the word gird up, it's a metaphor that was used when starting a journey or engaging in a battle to bind their long flowing garments closely around their bodies and fasten them with a leather belt so when they run for battle, they are secure. Can we go quickly to Ephesians chapter 6 verse 14 in the KJV? Just to back up what I'm saying here. It says here, look. This is part of your war, is to gird your sexual organs. Okay, but it's also connected to your mind. That's the scripture that I'm going to quote. It says here, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having the breastplate of righteousness. So you begin to see here, you're not only to resist it, you're there to actually overcome it and turn it into righteousness. So isn't it interesting here that the belt of truth is, is added on to how you renew your mind so your mind becomes the mind of Christ. Then you won't think from the place of your loins which is your sexual organs, which is connected to lust. Now, I'm not going to speak the order of a marriage today. I'm speaking about lust. Mostly a little bit in marriage, but mostly outside of marriage. So here it says here that your loins is connected with the truth, which is connected to your mind. In Psalms, there's a scripture that says, How can a young man stay pure? By living according to his word. So lust is a useful passion. It's a useful desire that many people have grown into. Which is part of your old nature. And it's very common today. So many people struggling with lust. And they fight it. They try to resist it. But I'm here to tell you today that you can fully discard it from your life. But there has to be boundaries. There has to be boundaries in your life. And that's the biggest mistake I see is that mistake. Is that I'm not going to watch that. I'm not going to fix my eyes on that. But your heart still desires it. That's not the key. The key is spend, a, spend time with the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. And the desire will be taken away from your heart. That is it. In a nutshell, that is it. It's that is it. A lot of people say, you know, like, I'm not going to look, and they burn with passion. And they burn with lust. No. You were to spend time with the Holy Spirit, naturally you won't gratify those desires of the flesh. That is the key. Meaning God wants you to be free, not by your external sin, but an internal of where your heart is. That's how Jesus wants you to be free, in your heart. Okay, now like I said, loins. Loins in the Greek is osphos. 
Is that right? It's good? She agreed. Thank the Lord. So the loins means osphus. Is the part of the body that is above the legs and below the waist, especially the sexual organs. So we are to guard that with... Can we go back to that scripture, First Peter? We are to guard what? The belt of truth. We are to, we are to form the belt of truth that is connected to our sh- sexual organs with what? With our mind. Isn't it interesting that our s- sexual organs are connected to our mind here with the truth? Can we understand? No. You're going to be shocked now. Because, I don't know if I should share that now. I'll actually share it. Now, that word mind, that word mind, to gird up your loins with the belt of truth, that word mind there in the Greek, you know what it is? Imagination. Isn't that interesting? There's so many people who struggle with lust. It's a part of their imagination. Where they imagine themselves doing this with a woman or uh, lusting for it or coveting for it. Where it's not a p- just a part of a thought process. It becomes part of your imagination. Not interesting. That lust goes so deep inside a place where you begin to imagine it in your mind before you actually do it. That's where Christ wants to come. Christ wants to come in that place of your imagination. And listen, it is what it is. We're here to preach the truth and we're here to show you that you can fully be free from this terrible plague. And it is a terrible plague that has plagued God's people. And it has. And like I said, being chasing after the Lord with the Holy Spirit and putting boundaries in my life was the doorway for me to sever that cord. Sever it. I fasted and I prayed regarding this terrible plague that allowed me to do those things before Christ and to keep my life pure at the present time also. And like I said, and at times it tries to surface its head up again. The moment you lose, you lose traction of where you're going, it will try again to poke its head up. Just to share that with you. So it says here, look at this. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is brought to you at the revelation of Jesus. It is true that at the revelation of Jesus Christ, this will bow. It would bow. Knowing what he done for you at the cross, and possessing that authority by the Holy Spirit, that would bow in your life, where you have authority to rule over it through self-control. Because the fruit of the Holy Spirit is self-control. So when you're seeking the Holy Spirit, He's forming self-control that will allow you to resist it. You understand? It's probably simple to you, but it's very effective when you know it. 
And the word sober, the words after the mind, your imagination, it says to be sober. The word sober means to abstain or to keep watch. 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 So, so for all the people, you shouldn't be watching TV anyways, but for all the people that have issues with these things, it's not healthy for you to watch movies or to jump on social media or to jump on places like a computer and, y and you're suffering from these things. It's not healthy. Because I'm going to teach you about the different portals of lust. The portals of how it begins. <laughs> but I just want to show you it's not healthy. You're trying to sever that cord and you're trying to fully discard it from your life and you're allowing yourself to be vulnerable day by day. It's not healthy. And you will not achieve what you really want to achieve. And yes, I had an amazing deliverance regarding this, but I also have boundaries now that protect me. Okay. Now, let's go to this now. I'm going to show you the first portal of how lust actually enters. Ready? The first portal is this portal. We go to Job chapter 31 verse 1 in the NIV. This is the first portal of how lust operates. The first entry point. Yes? Look what it says here. Look what it says. It says, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a virgin. Isn't that interesting that the first door and portal to your soul is your eyes. You know what that means? Don't look. <laughs> That's what it actually means. I made a covenant with my eyes not to look. Don't look. Though Christ is working on your heart, though you're building boundaries in your life, don't look. Today, social media, television, computer, whatever it is. Uh, TikTok, or is it TikTok? <laughs> Don't laugh at me. What's the other one called? Snapchat. 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 <laughs> it's, it's there at our dispense. Here, I made a covenant with my eyes. The first entry and first portal to lust is your eye. What did you say? If you look lustfully at a woman, you've already committed adultery in her heart. So isn't it interesting that your eye, though you're trying to sever the cord and disconnect yourself from it, yeah, your eyes have to be steadfast and gazed upon the Lord. And you know, it's interesting, can I share it with you here? For, this, for the sake of Christ, I choose not to look and not allow anything to substitute my love and devotion to Christ. Because who you're really hurting is Christ first. You're hurting Christ first and naturally, it's the only sin, the sexual sin, where you sin against your own body. The only sin in the New Testament that affects your body 
which I really believe is your soul. You reshape your soul when you participate in sexual sin. And the first portal to sexual sin is lust. What allows you to fornicate, what allows you to commit adultery, what allows you to go on that type of rampage is lust. It's lust. That's what allows you to do stupid things. It's lust. And Paul says that sexual sin, you sin against your body. I really believe that to be your sinning against your soul. And you fall from such a state of grace that you don't know who you are anymore. So that's the first portal. Now, it's interesting where I'm going to take you after this. The first portal is your eyes, yes? That's the first portal for you to overcome also. The second portal. Does it, can anyone guess what the second portal is? What do you believe the second portal is after the eye? Regarding lust. What's that, sorry? Your mind? What's that? Your ears? Closer to what she said. Your mind? What's that? Thoughts? Imagination. The second portal is your imagination. You begin to imagine it. And you build a whole new empire that that's all you want. I'll show you the scripture. This is an interesting scripture. I don't think I've preached about it, but I'll show it to you. It's from 2 Samuel, verse 11, 2 to 4. This is about King David. And remember, we have hope. This was a man after God's heart. We have hope, thank God. Yes, we have hope. <laughs> <laughs> we have hope thank you Jesus we have hope but look at this here there is a treasure here in this scripture so this is when he committed adultery with Bathsheba but there was a build up to the adultery lust was the cause but I'd like to show you here then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house. Now that roof, that word roof in the Hebrew, in the Hebrew, is the altar of your heart. So isn't it interesting? It doesn't tell you how many times he went up to look at her, but he built an altar in his heart where it became part of his imagination, where he imagined what he was going to do with her before he done it. So what's the first portal? The eye. Then the imagination. Now look here. Then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed. That bed means your resting place. A place where you're secured. He went and he stepped outside of this, his bed and went to the roof of his king's house. Now a roof of a king's house was used to watch over the city. Meaning your spiritual authority to watch over you what's inside of you and what's outside of you. Now a roof in the, in the Old Testament was used as a watchtower in that way to watch and observe what goes through your mind, what goes through your heart because you can get thoughts of temptation. It doesn't mean you've sinned. You can resist them. 
The Bible says take every thought captive to the mind of Christ. So though it comes, you have the authority to actually resist it and say, I choose not to participate like this anymore. The Bible says that our members are instruments of righteousness set apart wholly to God. When you understand why your members were given to you, they were instruments of righteousness. So temptation will come, especially when you're trying to disconnect yourself from it. But you have the authority by Jesus Christ to declare God's word through the Holy Spirit to oppose him. It's very important you know this. Now here, it says that he rose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman bathing. And the woman was very beautiful to behold. Now isn't it interesting that it's the imagination. Your imagination. The eye, the imagination, then the consequence. So you begin to see how the Holy Spirit uses the Word of God to defeat this. And this is so important for me to say it. Imagine you not looking, like I said, imagine you not looking and you burn with passion. You've achieved nothing. Christ wants you to be free inside of your heart. And it's possible. That's something that I do walk. And it's possible if you let the Holy Spirit work. Now he took me back to that very place where it all began when I started doing what I was doing at 11 years old. Meaning he took me back to the roots to reverse every curse that I welcomed in my own free will. Now the third one. The first one is I. The second one is imagination. The third one is... It starts with E. E. Not your ears. It starts with E. Anyone? What's that? I can't hear you, sorry. It starts with E. What's that, sorry? I can't hear you, sorry. Emotions? No. It starts with E. So the first portal is your eye. The second portal is your imagination. The third portal is being enticed. Who said that? Everyone said that, right? (laughs) (laughs) We go to James chapter 1, verse 13 to 15. James chapter 1, verse 13 to 15. So isn't it interesting that the second portal is the imagination of your heart? Well, let's read it. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for temptation doesn't originate from God, but from your own flaws. For God cannot be tempted what is evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each one is tempted, now remember the temptation first. Each one is tempted when he is dragged away and enticed and baited to commit sin by his own worldly desire lust passion then when the illicit desire has conceived it gives birth to sin and when sin has run its course 
it gives birth to death. So, so we have authority to stop it right here. Temptation. You have authority. And it's healthy. It's healthy for all the people that are struggling with this sin, which is very common. Don't be ashamed. Um, be accountable. If you're married or if you want someone to express what you've been going through, the Bible says confess your sins to one another so you may be healed. If, there is, if that's something hidden in you that you've never spoke to anyone, we are available by God's grace to help you and to pray with you regarding this. But I just encourage you that you can fully overcome this where your life is free in the spirit. I have to share this with you. There is victory, full victory, where your heart doesn't seek it anymore. So the third portal is being enticed. Sin runs its course. Then you do the action, or whatever you're doing. So a lot of people, a lot of people, when they watch porn, they do masturbate. This is wrong. This is a sin, and I'll say it how it is. This is sin. God needs to take that away from you. But you must know that it's evil. It's not of God. Masturbation is not of God. I just want to share that with you, so you know. Okay. Because a lot of people, um, though you watch porn before Christ, that's what used to happen with me. I watched porn and I masturbated. And uh, the new man of Christ, we had to discard ourselves from it, sever that cord so we can fully be free. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4, please. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 18 to 22. For their moral understanding is darkened, and their reasoning is clouded. They are alienated and self-banished from the life of God, with no share in it. This is because of their what? Their willful ignorance. Now, there's a difference when you sin now under the authority of Christ, you are willfully sinning. Okay, let's be clear about this. When you uh, watch porn and you masturbate or whatever you do, you are willfully sinning against the Lord. You can't say anymore that I don't know. You are willfully sinning. Jesus created you. And he created you to be holy. You must know this. You're not to accept this plague that's plagued God's people. So it says here, there are two issues why, why lust is still allowed in your life. Willful ignorance and spiritual blindness. If you were diagnosed your problem of why you continue in lust, it's because of your willful ignorance and spiritual blindness of your heart. That is deep-seated. And this is connected with iniquity. 
Iniquity is different to sin. Iniquity is something that you fed on for a long period of time that's made residence in you. Regarding for all those years that I masturbated, God had to deal with the iniquity of my heart, which was deeply seated. So imagine I got angry at someone and I asked the Lord to forgive me if I'd done something wrong to someone by attacking them. But by masturbating for all those years, I built the habit of iniquity in my heart where I fed on it for a very long period of time and it remained undetected in my life. Does that make sense? Okay. And because of the hardness and insincerity, insincerity of their heart, and they, the ungodly, in their spiritual apathy, have become callous and unfeeling, have given themselves over as prey to unbridled sensuality, eagerly craving the practice of every kind of impurity that the desires may demand. But you did not learn Christ in this way, if in fact you have really heard him and have been taught by him, just as truth is in Jesus, revealed in his life and personified in him, that regarding your previous way of life, that you put off your old self, completely discard your former nature, which is being corrupted through deceitful desires. So lust has everything to do with your old nature and your old desires. And what are we to do? To completely discard it. Let's go to 1 Corinthians, and I'll finish with this. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 to 20. It says here, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit or have any share in the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor infeminate by perversion, nor those who participate in homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, whose words, whose words are used as weapons to abuse, insult, humiliate, intimidate, or slander. Nor swindlers will inherit or have any share in the kingdom of God. Now look at this here. And, you lost me. Playing a trick on me, AJ? <laughs> and such were some of you before you believed now can I ask you something do you actually still do this now go back up please it says such some of you were are you actually still operating like that because you have to take that with the Lord even greed. I've never spoken about greed in the way that I want to, but we have become people that are so greedy. 
And greed is the result of not giving things to God. So look what it says here. Sexually immoral. How does sexual or fornication begin? Lust. That's how it begins. Lust is the cause for you to fornicate or to be adulterer or for you to have fantasies or whatever you do. You start to see all those things. And then he says here, And such some of you were before you believed, but you were washed by the atoning sacrifice of Christ. You were sanctified, set apart for God, and made holy. Uh, can we go up, please? You were sanctified, set apart for God, and made holy. You were justified, declared free from guilt in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Holy Spirit of our God, the source of believers' new life and changed behavior. Now, what's the Holy Spirit interested with? A new life and changed behavior. Now, I encourage you, the work that the Holy Spirit needs to do inside of us is true. And it's the only way that you expose it and make it known to the Holy Spirit so He can help you. Because He doesn't want you to live a life like this in a tug of war. But to go one step deeper, why lust remains is because people are devoid from the Holy Spirit. If I was to diagnose the true meaning of lust, it's because people are not walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. They haven't received enough power from God to actually disconnect themselves from that because if you are full of the Holy Spirit then your flesh is silent amen think about that and yes your eye there's a portal your imagination there's a portal and then everything begins to plan inside of you yes but to sum it up in a nutshell people who are easy prey for the enemy regarding lust is because they are devoid from the Holy Spirit because if you are full of the Holy Spirit the first tool and instrument is self-control he gives you authority to rule over it so I just want to encourage every person here whoever is battling with this or whoever has seemed to uh, see this as a plague and it continuously comes against them at times bring it to Christ take responsibility of it God knows about it and seek the true refuge that he gave you at the cross. Jesus died to destroy the works of the devil. This is one of the greatest works of the devil is lust. And it's made to be that he hides even behind love. But it's really lust. And you can lust in many different ways. But I'm talking the one that has plagued our bodies. And formed our soul and changed us. So I encourage you today to take that step and don't be afraid. For the Holy Spirit to take me to the place where it all began shows you that He is interested in disconnecting me from everything that is unrighteous. Amen? And He can help you. But for the people drawing boundaries, it's not healthy to watch movies, be on social media, and be in a place where it's at your, at your door. It's not healthy. Make those changes today. Amen? So many people tell me, and this is the greatest deception, I've got to keep social media 
because I have to preach, but then they get enticed into these things. That's not healthy. You know, but I'm winning souls, but I'm in Satan's playground also. Take a step back, let Christ help you, strengthen yourself, then go back. If you're falling a victim to these things, get strengthened, spend time, a lot of time in the secret place, pray in tongues, fast about these things, and you have authority to rule over it, to keep those doors closed, go back and then start to win souls. Imagine you're trying to win souls and then you're becoming a victim of this again. True? I'm speaking real talk to you. Make those changes. And go with it. Don't say, oh, you know what, like I'm bored and oh, I've got nothing else to do. Just make those changes. I'm going to disconnect myself from that. But the two things I want you to think about is the portal. Those two portals of the spirit of lust. I want to finish and I really want you to think about it. For a woman, I like being seen as sexy. It gives me power. Lust for men, lust is my thrill and I enjoy it. This is all for regarding lust, regarding people that are not married and possibly people that are married. Just want to share that with you. God also showed me about what a healthy marriage is and why men in marriages or women in marriages are getting enticed. There are boundaries in nearly every place. But I encourage you, you can overcome. Like I said, the first portal is your eye. Second portal is your imagination. Then the enticement, the bait, and then sin. You can close those doors. Amen? All right, let's pray. We've got state of origin after this, so just hang around now. I'm joking. <laughs> Our true enemy is not Queensland, it's lust. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually true our true enemy is lust it's destroyed many people's growth it's destroyed many people's ability to walk with God it's allowed people to let go of their journey with Christ it's allowed discouragement to enter people it's allowed defeat to be part of people's journey because they haven't had the ability by the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome it. It's destroyed many people and it comes after strong men, uh, meaning men or women. I'm just showing you the scripture. And I encourage you to don't be afraid to bring it to Christ. He knows and He cares. And yes, the lie is that I've tried many times to disconnect myself from it. The Holy Spirit will do it when you bring it to Him and draw boundaries and focus on being full with the Holy Spirit. Amen? And isn't it interesting that one of the portals of lust, why so many people have been brought up with lust because they've, they've, 
it's disguised itself as love where rejection um, loneliness void inside their heart it's sad because lust is hidden through many things so let's pray you put your hand on your heart for the for the old and the young we thank you Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit Lord I thank you for coming to my needs and discovering this plague of lust I pray for your spirit of grace to give me the power to overcome thank you pray for your mercy compassion and your forgiveness to come upon me through the blood of Jesus I am aware of this sin and how it's controlled my life but today I take responsibility Lord and I ask you if there's any traces in my heart regarding lust which is evil give me the grace and the power to overcome thank you for your victory that allows me to overcome thank you I take responsibility and I take it to your throne to get washed and sanctified in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you. Give me the grace to rule over my flesh so that I will not gratify the desires of the flesh. I take this prayer to your heart, Jesus. And I pray that my worship becomes true to you from the depths of every thought in my heart. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Remember all the teaching that's coming to you today. Thank the Lord. But be attentive to Him also. To see the areas that He's chipping away of and bringing to your attention. Thank you, Lord. If there's any newcomers, if there is any newcomers that want prayer, if there are any people that really need prayer, I will pray for you. I really want you to think about your life. I really want you to think about the teaching. I really want you to have a good look inside of you and ask the Holy Spirit to begin to search the innermost being. Amen. Just while we're praying as well, 
if anyone wants to have any conversations, uh, just um, go outside, please. <laughs>